Hello and welcome to the special Subsea Expo edition of Energy Voice Out Loud. I'm Alistair Thomas and we're here in the heart of the conference in PJ Live to catch all of the action over the course of this three-day event. Over this week, you'll be hearing from us with special guests for a series of podcasts on day one, two, and three of this underwater showcase. And we'll kick off with our first guest, Thomas McCudden, commercial sales manager at Viper Innovations. What have you made of the show so far? Have you been around uh, the stands? And, you know? No, as I said, the first thing I've done was I went to the, the business breakfast this morning. That was a, an interesting overview of the, of the sector mm. coming up. Yeah, I think we've actually got a, a minister from Argentina. Oh, wow, okay. Okay. How, does, how does Viper stand compared to the T-Rex head I saw at the ent- entrance? I've not even seen the T-Rex yet. I've not even had a chance to. Everyone's telling me they've seen this T-Rex, but I haven't, I haven't yet to see it. <laughs> so we're here in, amid the hustle and bustle with the, the pitches all around us, everything going on. But tell us a bit about Viper. What do you have to offer for the industry and what's your focus at the moment? So in terms of uh, Viper, our sort of focus is to extend the, the life of production asset. Uh, and we try and do that in a way that, that doesn't involve mobilising a vessel, uh, doing it sort of a non, non-intrusive way to recover uh, subsets. So our technology is really based on, on V-Life, so it's recovering uh, umbilicals that are, you know, if you put a, a subsea cable in the, year, in the water for 20 plus years, over time it's going to degrade, you're going to lose its, uh, its electrical characteristics. So what we do is our V-Life technology sort of heals that cable, and we do that through a sort of uh, software algorithm. We apply topside to the cable and it heals any part of that cable that's exposed to seawater. Yeah. Uh, when it's exposed to seawater, you lose insulation resistance and then but eventually you can't talk to your, your subject control asset. So what we do is we apply a signal topside and it heals that, uh, that cable. It heals the cable. It heals the cable, so you don't have to have a, a vessel you don't have to have uh, ROVs, divers, we can do it all topside, so it's, uh, it's, 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 it's as cheap as we can do it. It's incredible. So, I mean, I guess, you know, but by very nature, you know, subsea infrastructure, you know, it's not line of sight, it's maybe not getting the same, you just don't see it every day, like I might see topside uh, infrastructure. So, I mean, just, we need to talk about this point, you know, concern about perhaps getting neglected, just because you're not seeing it every day. What kind of issues can arise if these things aren't getting maintained appropriately with this kind of infrastructure as well? well over time, you know, if you have a, as I said before, a subsea cable that's been in the, the water for 20 plus years, eventually it will degrade yeah. uh, to a certain extent where you can't power it, you, you, can't, uh, you can't communicate, you can't talk, you can't, talk, you can't control your, uh, your subsea asset, uh, mm-hmm. and over time it will, it will cease production. And that's a, it's a huge concern, especially in the sort of North Sea sector where you have a, an aging infrastructure. Yeah. And not a big pot of money to, to fix it. So they don't want to mobilise a vessel, they don't want to mobilise ROVs, divers, they don't want a new umbilical because it's high, high cost. So we try and offer an alternative to that expensive intervention by saying we can apply software topside to heal your cable and then you know, extend the life of that, uh, of that asset. Yeah, I mean, the flip side of that, as, as you're kind of pointing to there, is you stay on top of, the, of, of this, you're I guess increasing production, you're saving costs in the long term, so you need to stay on top of it. Yeah, so, you know, again, we've done a project for, for ENI in North Africa where they had, you know, a big commitment to supply gas to Western Europe. Their asset was, 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 was not performing as it should. Uh, they didn't want to do, it's too, it too complex to get a, a, an asset out there to, to replace umbilical. So they came to us, we actually applied our technology to you know, improve the performance of their umbilical so they can talk to their production asset. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've actually recovered production on the, on the well and delivered a commitment to, to Western Europe for, for gas. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Fantastic. What can do. It's incredible. It go, it go, I don't want to say it goes over my head because that would sound unprofessional, <laughs> but it sounds very technical. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, let's talk a bit about the, the show here because this is a very... It, 
It's a very European show, but obviously we've got, as, as you've already alluded to, delegates from around the world. Can we talk about Viper in terms of your, your focus there? And clearly you're serving different markets. Where are you seeing uh, plenty of activity and, and demand for, for your products? I mean, clearly North Sea has that more aged um, infrastructure, but uh, not the only basin around the world. In terms of Viper, we are a, a small company to headcount, but we've got quite a, a, a large global reach. So in terms of our focus areas, we're looking at the Norwegian sector of the North Sea, love activity in uh, West Africa, but our focus for uh, this year will be Gulf of Mexico, where you know, all the major operators have got you know, aging assets uh, and instances of you know, they are having challenges with their production assets. So we can apply our technology, then we can extend the life of the, of the technology. And how do you find you know, shows like Subsea Expo in terms of generating business, how important uh, are showcases like this for you? I think it's very important to, to be seen uh, and, and talk to people. I mean, sometimes you see familiar faces from the from the sector. Even checking last night at the hotel, there's a you know four or five delegates from from America. So there's a lot of crossover between the US, UK, Europe, Africa. You know, it's a, it's a good melting pot for for people, and that's what I particularly enjoy meeting to people and talking to them about uh, their challenges and the challenges that they have in North Sea. I think it's similar to the challenges they have in other parts of the world, so there's always something you can do for them. Always something you can do for them, that's a fantastic note to end it on. So thank you, Thomas, for joining thank us. You. That's Thomas McCudden there from Viper Innovations. We'll be back with more from Subsea Expo right after this. Preconceptions about the pace at which the energy transition would occur have been upended by gas and energy price spikes. Amid this short-term volatility, though, the UK must take steps to follow through with its net zero commitments. In the fourth episode of Net Zero Nudge, Energy Voice, in association with EY, drills into some of the questions around electric vehicles. Everyone seems to be thinking about moving to EVs, but is the UK ready? In this episode, Maria Benson, partner at EY, Neil Isaacson, CEO of Liberty Charge, and Peter Dominey, COO of Tether, talk us through some of the challenges around how to keep this new fleet moving, what we need, what we're getting, and maybe even some ideas about the alternatives. That's Net Zero Nudge, episode four on EVs, out now. Okay, we're back for more on stand 146 in the veritable heart of Subsea Expo, and I'm joined now by Greg Smith of Seacore. Hello, Greg. How are you Hi doing there. today? How are you enjoying the expo so far? Good, thanks. Great to be here. Really good show, one of our favourites. What's your favourite stand that you've seen so far? I think mine's is actually over there. It's like a Wheel of Fortune. Like yeah, that there. definitely catches the eye. Yeah, there's some, some really interesting stands here. It's a nice, nice show. So tell us a bit about what's I mean, there's so much going on right now. So many uh, pitches all around us, clients chatting away. Tell us a bit about Seacore, what are you focused on and what are you offering the industry at the moment? So Seacore, we care about trying to make subsea electrical testing easier um, and we've moved into optical since. So we're here to show off our existing products which is our cable monitor does insulation testing continuous testing if you're installing your umbilicals or fault finding in a field uh, but we've gone from there and developed more and more products we've now got a TDR we've got our optical TDR back for the second year we launched it at this event last year and we've made it a little bit smaller a bit lighter but easier to handle so we're, we're pleased to show the slightly enhanced version of that but we're mainly here to launch our topside wireless um, product which basically takes all the data from our other tools and puts it into a nice dashboard so that when you're laying a new cable you can see exactly what's going on. Fantastic. I mean again we're going into these the underwater infrastructure here and I mean so much of it clearly this isn't line of sight stuff. I don't want to say it can get overlooked perhaps I'm speaking to the wrong person saying it's getting overlooked but yeah. it's not like something that's on the top sides here. How easy can it be to let this kind of thing slip for lack of a better word and how important is it to stay on top of these, these Yeah issues? yeah I mean quite often when we get involved it's because something's, something's dropped out and it's time to go and find out what that is uh, quickly and efficiently which is is what the tools are for rather than sort of disconnecting at random and hoping to find the bit that doesn't work you can plug in our tools and they'll give you good readings about what's going on down there and allow you to use your vessel time 
to, to find the fault and get, get out of there. Um, but other customers do go and do regular maintenance and assess the life of their field, test all the umbilicals and get a picture of what's going on. So the, the tools work for that as well. I mean, looking at, I guess, to talk about the North Sea, which clearly this expo is, is, is focused on, not exclusively. Mm. A lot of the infrastructure has been down there a long time, but mm. the, the, the way things have advanced, we talk about you know, subsea, North Sea 4.0, you're talking a little bit use of data yeah. to inform the way that you do operations and customers do operations. Let's talk just about, I guess, just looking at the, even strides in the last decade, uh, how much have things changed in terms of how we can do new way, complete new ways of working? Yeah, I think things have stayed the same and changed quite a lot. I mean, there's a lot of old infrastructure and and that's where we tend to find ourselves used because it, it's all aging, uh, insulation faults are developing, you need to go and find them. But equally now when you're laying an umbilical, like if you use SQL tools, you can have them on there all the way from the quayside or from the factory to the end of wet storage and have a, a complete log of the data throughout that process. So you don't lose sight of, say, your umbilical's IR when the second end goes in the water. You can keep the tools on there through the water column, to the seabed, through wet storage, all the way to the point of hookup. And then if an issue develops, you know about it before you're trying to switch the system on for the first time. Fantastic. And to touch on a point you mentioned earlier, finding these faults quickly, mm. just to talk about the importance of that. And I suppose if you, if you can do it quickly, you're avoiding escalation down the line. To talk yeah. about that. Yeah, I mean, nobody wants to be paying for vessel time. So if you've... Uh, if you've got a fault in your, your field, it's like a, the Christmas tree lights, you know? The old fashioned way is you're pulling out one bulb at a time and trying to find out where the faulty one is. Uh, with the SQL tools, you can get down there much more quickly and accurately and narrow down where the fault is and get the job job done. Um, we, we stood on stage with uh, Shell a few years ago, um, I think it was at Subsea Expo, and they said they reckon they saved two vessel days and a, and a one week campaign. And you know, it doesn't take, you don't need me to tell you the maths behind how much money that saves. So Rig rates are pretty high these days. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. I mean, I wasn't sure what we were expecting, Christmas tree analogy, I, I love it, it's great. So, I mean, let's let's talk a bit about, uh, again, I mentioned Subsea Expo, this is a European focused exhibition, but not exclusively, we do have delegates from around the world here. Mm. Secor, in terms of your geographies and the areas you're focused on, maybe to talk me through that and where yeah. you're seeing activity at the moment. Yeah, so we won the Queen's Award for export uh, last year. So we are, we are looking quite global now. We started off in the UK, North Sea, our home market. So we do a lot here, but we've been doing a lot of work in, uh, in Brazil, the Gulf of Mexico, Australia, various West African countries. And we're starting to look at Asia now as well. So little by little, riding on new territories into, into the people we're helping. How do you find showcases like this in terms of drumming up business uh, for, I guess, not just, as I say, the European side, but the other geographies you mentioned there as well? Yeah, yeah, we have a, a, quite a few international delegates, which is always interesting to see. And we go and do the local shows as well. Uh, and it's always good just to have a focal point to launch new products, to reconnect with customers uh, and to, to see what's going on in the industry. So it's a good show to attend. Fantastic. Excellent way to end it all. Thank you so much, Greg. That is us for now. We're off to go and try the Wheel of Fortune. We'll be back later in the week with more Subsea Expo podcast. Out Loud is the podcast from Energy Voice, leading the global energy conversation. Bookmark and subscribe to energyvoice.com Sign up to our newsletter and follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter for expert analysis and insight right across the energy sector. Subscribe to Outloud on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And please do encourage colleagues and friends to listen to Outloud too. If you've enjoyed it, leaving a rating or review, especially on Apple Podcasts, helps others discover it too. Thank you.